Hi, and welcome to Lender Mania, your home for success with Trent Best, number 10. It's been a few weeks since I've done a podcast. I apologize about that. Just been very busy with balance therapy, ophthalmology therapy, also occupational therapy, knee therapy, and even I had a sleep study done. I don't know if you've ever had one of those done. That was quite interesting. Staying in the night, felt like a hotel, wires all over the place, and I was actually able to sleep, so... Interesting to find out uh, what they find from that sleep study. I thought I had my CT scan for cancer screening this month, but it's actually scheduled for the next month. April 1st. April Fool's Day. How about that for a day for cancer screening? All will be good, though. A few visits. Uh, from uh, One from my dad. That was in Seattle. Uh, we did the big, huge Ferris wheel in downtown Seattle. That was super fun. Also, my niece uh, and her boyfriend stopped over. So, that was really nice to see them from out of state. We had a really great time. So this week I wanted to cover a few things in regards to pets. I know I spoke about this in a recent podcast of mine, a friend having a rabbit and having that musty smell. So I wanted to go over a buying guide for pet owners. Also, how to get rid of some of the smells for those that have pets that are looking to sell their house because not everyone is a pet lover. Cats, dogs, lizards, rabbits, goldfish, you name it. So I'm going to give you a few ideas on how to deal with those smells. Also, people get used to the smells. So there's going to be some musty smell or some smells that you may not notice, but a guest would notice. So if you're selling your house and somebody's actually plugging in the nose or the realtor's doing a walkthrough and you can kind of tell they're, they're getting that hint of smell, You want to make sure that your home is clean. I'm going to go over a quick home buying guide for pet owners, also for the sellers. Let's start off with a home buying guide for pet owners. Many of us have cats, dogs, other furry animals. And you want to think about when you are buying a house, not all homes and neighborhoods are pet friendly. Like in my case, I live on the second floor. Can your pet handle the stairs? I know my pet is eight and a half years old, goes up the stairs and down the stairs. That's really wearing on them. If your pet's growing older, consider a one-story home because a multi-level home is going to be harder on your pet going up and down the stairs. With stairs, I was thinking about floors. So the number two question is, does the house have pet-friendly floors? You don't want your dog running into the kitchen and sliding on the wood floors, but maybe distressed wood floors are better. Carpet is bound to be destroyed in future by, you know, the pets have claws and they're always scraping at it. And also they track in dirt. We live in Washington State. I live in Washington State anyways. When we take dogs out, it rains a lot here. They like to track in. So it's like, wipe your feet. We tell humans to wipe your feet. Same thing with the dogs. We have to keep a towel sometimes to wipe their feet and make sure they're clean coming in from even the backyard or if you take them for a walk. You definitely want a friendly neighborhood. When you do walk your dog, you want to have plenty of room to walk and play and not have to worry about other dogs. So take a peek around the neighborhood for, is there any walking trails? Is there any parks that are close by? Dog parks are huge for a lot of people. They take their dogs because there's not much room. There's not much yard. So take them to a dog park and let them run around. And you want to check I believe this is number four. Oh, that's my alarm going off. So let's pause here. My alarm says, lunch with whom? It goes off every day at 10.50 because I want to make sure that 
I've got a lunch planned out at 12 o'clock, so I better hurry up with this podcast. But let's get back to it. You want to make sure there's plenty of room and parks nearby for walking your dogs and letting them play or whatever. But you want to ask, number four, are there any pet laws? It's not guaranteed that your pets will be welcomed to your neighborhood. Make sure you check your city and state laws for possible breed restrictions or limits on the number of animals allowed in the home. These are great questions, not only for you, but for your pet as well. You want to make sure that your forever home or the home you're buying is right for you and for your pets. Now, on to those funky odors in your home that you may not be able to smell, but your guests sure smell them. Or maybe you're showing your house and somebody walks in and woo, they can smell those odors. But you are adapt to those odors. It's like my neighbor. He smokes in his house. He's totally adapted. It's totally fine. But when I walk in, it's like, whoa, uh, you know, I don't even smoke cigarettes. And I feel like I've had a cigarette just standing in his living room. He can't tell, but I can tell. So if you smoke in your home and you're looking to list your home, definitely air out your home. Start smoking outside, paint the walls, anything you can to get rid of that smoke smell. Water, vinegar, spray that around a little bit. That helps too. Some people say some people have neutralizers or candles going in their home as well. So here's some odors that you could be accustomed to. Pet funk. It's really easy to determine. Do you have a pet? Yes. Be cleaner. Take them to the groomer. Make sure that you're vacuuming, vacuuming. I vacuum every other day. We have two cats, one dog, and I have to vacuum because it keeps the house clean. And they'd love to sleep on certain cushions. I wash them weekly. Every time I vacuum, sprinkle a little baking soda on the carpet or they sell at the dollar store or your local store pet carpet thing. It looks like a little carton and you just sprinkle it on the floor. It's got to have baking soda or something in it, but it's basically pet carpet freshener. And this makes your carpet smell a lot better because carpets tend to track the hair, cat hair, especially your dog hair. Like it likes to form at the cracks. So make sure you're getting those really well. Um, Also, there is some people that have trouble with urine. You want to make sure that you're diluting water and vinegar and spraying it on any areas where they may be going. And I heard from a friend that you can actually use a black light to determine if there is any urine. They also have got sprays at the store for urine odor cleanup. You definitely want to make sure that that's good. Number two, we'll go into mussiness. A lot of people don't smell that their homes are mussy. Open them up. It's springtime. It's beautiful out. Open your doors and windows. I told my neighbor the other day, like, open this place up. Front and back door. You know, he's got a slider. You got a train door. So it will make your house smell so much better. Mustiness may be caused by mildew and mold. So you want to make sure that you don't have any of that growing because that can be bad as well. I know that bleach isn't the cure-all for mold, but I did hear that you could run a dehumidifier or improving air circulation and sunlight exposure in the affected areas if possible. For mustiness that's totally chronic, you can deodorize your rooms by setting out bowls of vinegar, cat litter, baking soda, or as crazy as it sounds, you can even put onion. Also will do the trick. Cut one in half and let it sit in a bowl in the room. The onion smell goes away in a few hours, and so will the dankness, the mussiness. Another smell that you may be getting used to is the bedding. 
Make sure your bedding is changed out weekly. You can also sprinkle a little baking soda or lavender or essential oil on your mattress. Let it soak in, for, set in for a little bit, and then vacuum it up. That'll make your bed smell a lot better. Plus, probably lavender is known to help you sleep better. As humans, we have oils and we have dry skin. So we want to make sure that our bedding is clean and also our mattress. I know for our case, the dog jumps up on the bed. I have one of those big sticky rollers that I do every day to get the hair off the bed. It's a duvet cover. Number four here, fridge and freezer grime. Oh, that's the worst. I've opened somebody's fridge before and smelled it. So make sure that you wipe down your fridge and keep a little thing of baking soda in your fridge door. It'll make your fridge smell a lot better. Uh, you can use hot water and baking soda to clean it. And you can dilute it in a gallon of water and keep everything clean. Clean is the best. Everything is clean because people will open things up to make sure they're working. And when it's an unsightly thing to look at, they might be deterred by that. So make sure that it's clean. One way to find out if you've taken care of this smell is asking a close friend but definitely ask your real estate agent for an honest opinion about whether your home has a pet smell to it. They will tell you and they'll tell you what to do. And let's do a quick recap here. So air out your house. You want to make sure that fresh air is coming in there. Keep it clean. Scrub thoroughly. Make sure that your floors are clean and the walls are free of any pet dander. But you can even have somebody come in and say you have carpet floors. They can shampoo your carpets. It's well worth it. Wash your drapes and wash your couches. Make sure they're clean. Paint, replace, or seal walls. Go around the home. And you might have certain areas that the cat keeps rubbing against. I got an area where the cat dishes at and they rub on the corner and they totally have removed the paint. That probably needs to be repainted real quick. Please potpourri or a scented candle in certain strategic areas. Also, there's some people that have indoor dogs. Make sure the pee pad is picked up. Place kitty litter daily. Sweep up around the litter box. Hide the litter box. You don't want somebody looking into your bathroom and seeing the litter box right there. Make sure that you relocate pets when somebody is going to do a walkthrough. If you are selling a home in a pet-friendly environment, point out these features that attract pet owners. Number one. We have a fully fenced backyard. You want to make sure that the pets have great accommodation. Pet owners voted 91% as the most notable feature. Just a fully fenced backyard. You also want to point out that you're close to a pet groomer, a veterinarian, a pet supply store, or a locations to dog parks, walking paths, and pet friendly beaches even. Some people look at that. No matter what, make sure your home is clean if you're selling your house. And if you're buying a house, make sure that the home is pet friendly if you're a pet lover like I am. We have two cats, one dog. We definitely take that into consideration. So I hope these quick lists have helped you out. I know I've kind of gone off track a little bit, but it's been a few weeks since I've done a podcast. So I want to leave you with a quick hashtag trend tip. But also, I wanted to remind you, before I give you a hashtag trend tip, I wanted to remind you, have you got your ticket from the Special Olympics of Washington? www.pugetsoundraffle.com. Check them out. Also, something that was interesting is we had Chinese food the other day. And we got a, fortune, a couple fortune cookies. And one here says, an unexpected event will soon make your life more exciting. 
That's pretty cool. I think that can go for everyone. Here's another one. He who has not tasted the bitter does not understand the sweet. That is so true. Don't be afraid of failure. Keep on trying and do good and learn from it. Here's another one. Admire those who succeed and learn from their success. Yes. Get yourself invested. Make sure you're listening to a podcast or have somebody that you look up to. I know there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there and people that are wanting to succeed. You will soon. Here's another one. You will soon be in the limelight. Oh man, that's super good. But I can tell you, I didn't win that 750 million Powerball last week. Good grief, that would have been a life changer. I would get new equipment and not use my son's gaming equipment here for this podcast. But I almost forgot to leave you with a hashtag trend tip. The hashtag trend tip is stay in touch. Post, send a card, flowers, and it's very nice to send a quick video to someone. We have anniversaries, birthdays, new job, new babies, new house. People post what's important to them, so make sure you're supporting them. And when you see someone that their loved one is injured or they've lost a loved one, you definitely want to reach out to them and say that you're thinking about them and their family because we are. And be supportive. It goes along with a podcast I did a few weeks ago about sending out cards. You definitely want to send out cards. So make someone's day today and send out a card or a post or anything you can do to make their day. Pay for their meal, maybe even. Somebody in line that you've never met before. Pay for their lunch, their coffee. Pay it forward. Make sure that you follow, like, subscribe, share, comment, review, Leonard Mania, your home for success with Trent Best. Be thankful. Be kind. Have a great, amazing, fabulous, awesome day.